We were talking about the Nachla of Yosef, of Menashe. And we were talking about the cities that was given to Menashe. The Pasuk says, Ba'kidzayn Pasuk. Pasuk. Ches, Va'yiflu Chavle Menashe. Asar Levad Me'asagil Va'abar Shashem Ever Yadim. We saw this already, that the Menashe was split between the Chalik that they got. Neres Yisrael and the Chalik Ever Yadim. So the daughters of Menashe means the daughters of Tzlavchad. They got the Chalakim of their father and their father's Chalakim and their grandfather's Nechasim. And by here, Gvur Menashe me Asher HaMichmas Asher Pnei Shechem Ma'alach HaGvur HaYamin Al Yeshve En Tapuch So it gives us the, the borders of the Gvur of Menashe which was further north of Benyamin so it touches on the border of Asher which was above it. And it says, So it says, the land, the land around the city of Tapuach was given to Menashe, the city itself was given to Ephraim. Like we said before, Ephraim took various cities which were in the land of Menashe because Menashe had more cities and Ephraim had more hills, uh, like mountainous terrain. So Negbul Ephraim was found in the Menashe, but he had Yom Gvur that came on the west to the sea. Above Menashe, on the one side, was the Chalik of Asher, and the Chalik of Yisrael, like we'll see later on. And therefore, it tells us the cities he got. Vaishan of Nesel, Yivram of Nesel, Vaishyeshu Dor of Nesel, Vaishyeshu Endor of Nesel, Vaishyeshu Tanach of Nesel, Vaishyeshu Megid of Nesel, the cities in the middle of Eretz Yisrael, which were given, they were given to Bnei Menashe. Now we have an interesting discussion. It says that Bnei Menashe weren't able to destroy all the Canaanim living in this in, in their territory. Being as Menashe didn't completely destroy the non-Jews, the Canaanim, living within their property, so he made the Canaanim continue to stay there. But now they couldn't do anything about it. But the complaint against Menashe was, Vayiki Chosku Bnei Yisrael. Even when Kaisal got stronger and were more established and therefore would have been able to drive out the Knani, they didn't do that. They just made them pay taxes, but they didn't drive them out. Which we're going to see was eventually led to Kaisal being Nikshal because of them. In each Shavas was the Knani in each Shavas caused it to be Nikshal. And now we see an interesting discussion. The children of Yosef, Mashmashmiz, both Menashe and Ephraim, they came to Yeshua. Why don't you give me my inheritance like one part, like everybody else? I'm a much more populous people. There's two things. Number one, at this stage, Yosef was the biggest shavit. It was bigger than any of the other shvatim. Together, jointly. jointly. In other words, the biggest shavit... We have now, when they count the Pashas Pinchas, so Yosef, between Menashe and Ephraim together, came to 84,000 people. The next biggest shepherd was Yehuda, which was 76, and that was Don, which was 74. These are the men. These are the, just the men, between 20 and 60. So Yosef was definitely the most popular shepherd. Besides for that, the biggest increase of any shepherd between when they came out of Mitzrayim to now, when they were uh, came to Eretz Israel, was Menashe. Menashe went up 20,000 people in the Midbar, and as a result of that, they actually lost that, because like we saw, the way Nachada was given out was there was a balance between the people left Mitzrayim and the people coming to Eretz Yisrael. So Menashe had many more people coming to Eretz Yisrael, 
and much fewer people living with Ryan. So therefore there would be a certain imbalance between how much each person got. So they told you sure that they don't have enough property. And Menashe was the shaver that sent after the spies. They sent the salt, their own shaver to comfort. And Menashe, what did they want already? The girl was given out Alpi, the Urmits of him, Alpi, the nace of the girl. So they couldn't really come and complain that the girl was unfair. Rather, they were saying, we have a problem. We have too many people. We don't have enough property. So Yeshua can't give them... So we'll see what this Yeshua is going to say. Because Yeshua can't give them more property. Eretz Yisrael is already divided into Chalakim. There isn't extra, extra parts of land there, Yisrael, which weren't divided. So what did Yeshua tell them? If you're a very populous people, go to the forests, or clear areas of the forest, if the area you have is too small for you, it's too narrow for you, so then go to the forests. And you can make forest land into habitable land. You can clear the forest. So Menashe didn't like that idea. The first point was they said was that the mountains won't be big enough. Even if you're going to clear the mountains, there still won't be enough areas. And besides that, and Menashe's second complaint was even the land we weren't meant to be, we were meant to be given on the Goral. In other words, the land which we mentioned before, Beishan and Tanakh and Megiddo, the cities which were given to Menashe, we can't get them because the Knan and the Archives are too powerful for us. Like the Pastor said before, at this stage the Bnei Menashe weren't yet able to uproot the Knan in there. So the second the first they said, you show your eight of using the forests as possible, like building future habitation, they won't work, it's not big enough. And besides that, we have another problem. And that is that uh, the cities which you gave us, we can't conquer because the Canaan, they have Rech of Basel, they have iron chariots, and uh, we, won't, we can't conquer them. He tells them both together, you just said yourself, you're an Amrav, you're very populous people, and therefore, you're very powerful. You're not going to get one gachel. You already got an achel for uh, Ephraim and for Menashe. And you repeat what you said before. You have the mountains which are forests, or so you can clear the mountains. You have all the area to make into cities, or whatever, habitation. And if you will be Torish, you'll drive out the Knanim with the, even though they have these iron chariots. Right? Because even though, it's, you know, the key has even though. Even though they have Rechav Barzal, they have these iron chariots, Yeshua wasn't impressed with that. He said, you'll still be able to drive out the Knani. And therefore, we don't see that Yeshua gave them extra property. He told them they can use the property they've already been given. Number one, the forests of Harifraim. And number two, the cities where the Knani were, where they didn't feel competent to conquer, Yeshua said they should. Right. That's the simple chat of the Pesukim over here. Now, the Masha complained because of so many people. You sure gave them answers how best to, or better to use the territory given them as their girl to fit in more people. There's a Gemara here also, a famous Gemara. And then the Gemara says that when Ben Yosef came and told Yeshua, we are in Amrav, there are lots of us, we are a very populous nation. So Yeshua told them, go hide yourself in the forest. In other words, by announcing that or by demonstrating your size, your numbers, so you're inviting in Ein Hora in yourselves. And therefore, just go like, go to a place which is more secluded, 
where it's not so visible, so to speak. The size of the shavit and the mele, there won't be uh, there won't be an invitation for ayin hara. And on that, Bnei Yosef answered him and said, "I'm not Bnei Yosef, Kasina. We come from Bnei Yosef, and the ayin hara is not shared of Bnei Yosef." Shneimar, the Gemara says in a few places in Shas, it's a famous Gemara. Shneimar ben Paras ali ali ayin, and there is ali tikli ali ayin ala oile ayin. Ben Paras Yosef was considered beautiful, but it was oile ayin. It was above the the realm of the ayin to affect him. Ayin hara couldn't affect Yosef. The reason for that, the reason for that is uh, the Gemara says in Saita that a person who was able to control his eye, and that's regarding he wasn't nichshal with, with the wife of Potiphar, so he may like Kaddish Baruch Hu Milkenegimida would control any eye which would be directed against him. Okay, so that's a kaiyach of Yosef, and therefore if now this is obviously a drash because Bnei Yosef weren't coming to to flaunt an eye in Hora, they came to say we lots of us we need more space. So even if you're going to read the pasuk that Yeshua had told them. Okay, you should know that it's not a good thing to show off your numbers. Don't, don't invite nine hara. There will obviously only be a secondary shot. The main point of the pasuk was still the request for more territory. But then the is something else. And that's not a question. And that is Yeshua himself was from Bnei Yosef. Not only that, Yeshua was the was the, firstly that he was a miracle for a prime. After he was one of the Nasim of Yosef, and now after he became the leader. But he doesn't need to. He would have known this. Why would he have given Yosef the advice? Go hide yourself from nine hara. Right? And they came back and said, no, we Ben Yosef don't, don't feel worry about Ayn Hara. Yeshua knew that too. He was also a Ben Yosef. It wasn't like it was some different family tradition which he wouldn't have been aware of. So what was the, what was the difference between Yeshua's position and that is that they, even though they were Ben Yosef, his own shavit, that they should hide themselves and not be, so to speak, exhibited to Ayn Hara, open to Ayn Hara. And the, the second position which they brought and that is that, no, with Bnei Yosef, we don't worry about Ayin So that's an interesting thing. When the Gemara wants to prove that Bnei Yosef aren't affected by Ayin the Gemara always brings two psukim. The one pasuk is the pasuk I mentioned before, and that is says, Ben Paras Yosef, Ben Paras Ayin. Ben Paras of Yosef, of, of, Yosef is beautiful, but he's Alei Ayin. He's above, like we said, the effects of the Ayin. But there's a second pasuk which is also always brought, and that is the bracha that Yaakov gave to Menashe Vephraim. And that is the Yidgularov Bakaravaritz. It should multiply like fish in the middle of the sea. And on that Khazal say that my dogim should be yom, ain ain harash let us for him. Afnayak or Ibn Yasef, Ain Ain Harash let us for him. Just like fish in the sea, the Ainara isn't shared upon fish. Same thing, the Ainara is not shared on Bin Yasef. Now we understand that Yosef, as we said before, there was a certain bracha that he was given that the Ainara shouldn't be shared on him. But what's the comparison to a fish? Where do we see Ainara is in certain fish? Well, what protection do fish have from Ainara? Why shouldn't uh, they be affected by it? We don't find any schus the fish had. And the word is always because, because they're out of sight. Oh, that's why they're not Exactly, that's exactly the point. The is that by fish, right, while they're protected from Ainara is because they're not visible. If they remain underwater so no one can see them, so there's not an Ainara on them. And if that's the case, the difference between what Yeshua was saying and what Bnei Yosef was saying was partially what's the Makar for this thing? Yeshua also knew that Bnei Yosef operated from Ayamara. That's exactly the advice he gave them. He said, you protect them from Ayamara like the fish. And if that's the case, the attitude is keep underwater. Just like by the fish, they're protected from Ayamara because they, don't, they aren't open to, you know, visible easily, they're under the water. It's the same thing, go into the forest so you won't be so visible and that's your protection from Ayamara. Why is Bnei complain? 
So he told him here also, hide yourselves in the forests, and that's why that Yosef is a protection from Ayan Hara. And if no Yosef could have disagreed with him. They said the Ikhilim is from the Pasuk of Ben Paras Alayayim. Which is, means even if you're visible, even if you're visible openly, like the Pasuk is talking about, this is kind of Pasuk, that when Yosef was paraded through Mitzrayim, as when he became the Viceroy, see everyone, all the girls stood on the, on the, lining the streets and the walls around where he was to see him. He was very publicly visible, Yosef. Right? And the Chosot is Ben Parasalayim. He wasn't affected by Anara. So the Bnei Yosef argued back to Yeshua and they said, no, the Makar for our protection is not because of the Ekonomer doesn't from the fish. The Ekonomer doesn't from the fact that Yosef, even, even in a case where he would be publicly visible, he's still protected from Anara. He's still protected from Anara. The MS is, if you're going to go a little bit deeper, how does Anara affect a person? How does Ainara affect the person? What, what is Ayn? So there's two understandings of the way that Ainara affects a person. In other words, the fact that a person has something which other people are jealous of, and then they look to him like with a certain envy that they wish he didn't have it or whatever it would be, so it kind of causes a person damage. There is such a concept of Ainara. How does it work? How does it work? Because somebody wishes his friend evil, or because someone looks at him in a miserly fashion, that's going to cause him damage. How does this concept work? Because of Ayanara. And the insight is like this. There's two things. The first one is, the first one is, is that a person has a kayak. Just like a person has a kayak for what he says, and a person has a kayak for what he thinks, there's also a person with a kayak for what he sees. And what a person looks positively at can, is, is, can give bracha. What a person looks at negatively can cause damage. It's in the kayak of a person to damage. It's like we talk about hezekariya. That by looking at things, you can damage them. So the same thing over here. A person has the ability to be a mazik to damage other people. That's the one mahalach. And that is, it's, it's, a person's a mazik. A person can do damage with his body. A person can cause damage with his words. A person can cause damage with his eyes also. There's another mahalach in explaining ayin hara also. Besides the fact that it's kilo, people can be mazikim. There's a second mahalach also. And the second mahalach would be that a person brings it on himself. A person brings Ayn around himself by making other people jealous and by being the source of other people's misery or unhappiness, whatever it is, so that they deserve the punishment. It's clearly self-inflicted. Right. And this is not much the difference between these two days. And that is, if the Nakoda is that Ayn is a punishment a person brings on himself, it wouldn't spare Ibn Yosef. If they're doing something wrong by, so to speak, flaunting what they have, and therefore that's inviting Ayn Haraz, and they're doing something wrong. If that's the case, then the age of Ibn Yosef is... If you hide yourselves, so you aren't guilty for, so to speak, publicizing your successes or your size or your wealth or whatever it's going to be, so then you'll, then you'll be safe from the Ayanara. And therefore, like the fish. Like the fish. As long as you're not trying to show off or invite comparisons or invite jealousy, so you, you, you enter from Ayanara because you aren't doing anything wrong. The other matter would be that it's not a punishment for the person who has something, it's the ability of other people to harm him. And if that's the case, it's not because necessarily... The person is doing something wrong. It's because other people can harm them. And that will be the case. The Bnei Yosef were given as a bracha because of the fact that they resisted, so to speak, the temptation of the eye, and they wouldn't be affected by that. And if that's the case, it's regardless of what they do or don't do. And therefore, even if they're not trying to hide themselves, according to this side, the Ayanara wouldn't affect Yosef. So this would be the discussion between Yeshua on the one side and the rest of Bnei Yosef on the other side. It's an interesting thing. Um, the Gemara in Brachas, talks about Rabbi Yechonah. Rabbi Yechonah is Yeshev Ashari Tefillah. 
Well, he wanted people to look at it because Rabbi Yechon was extremely, like, extremely beautiful. The Gemara says, but Mitzvah, his face shone. And therefore, he said, if people look at it, they would have children like him also. So the Gemara then says in Brach, that it's Talmud and Azlim, let me stop you, marry my Ayn Aren't you worried about the Ayn Ara? He says, no, I'm the Yosef Kosina. I'm a descendant of Yosef, and therefore I don't have to worry about Ayn Ara. It's clear from the Gemara there that Rabbi Yechon held back the Yosef. And therefore, he held that the problem of the Ayn Ara doesn't apply to Yosef at all. Even if a person is putting himself in a position which is going to invite people to look at them, he's not trying to hide himself. Because there's no Ayn Ara. Yosef's descendants are, so to speak, exempt from being punished or excluded from being punished by that what other people could harm them with time. Because according to the Tzad of Yeshua, that it's only if a person hides himself, then of course, if a person is going to sit for Rabbi, the people can look at him and Dafka with that in mind, that's another, then of course, there would be a Chashash of Ayn-Ara. So it will be the two starting between Yeshua and the rest of the Yosef.